0: knew that I wanted the epidural my whole pregnancy I was like I know that I'm really bad with pain I want the epidural but being at a 10 centimeters already they were like no sorry it's too late so I was shitting my pants I was like holy fuck I'm gonna have this excuse my language gonna have this baby naturally and so yeah we went into labor labor and delivery I was pushing away for two hours completely unmedicated and nothing was happening they could my partner and the nurses—they could see my son's head trying to come out, but he was stuck. He was quite a big boy. He was eight pound four, I believe, and he was one of his shoulders was stuck in the birth canal. So I did end up being wheeled off to the surgery room and had a epidural there. Which I—that's one thing I've never understood—is like, why could I have an epidural like five minutes before I? gave birth but I couldn't have it two hours prior when I first got into the labour delivery room that never made any sense to me you know I was in the surgery room and had the epidural and of course the rest are telling me that I had to push and once you have the epidural you can't feel anything so like push 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 I'm like am I pushing I don't know and I ended up having an episiotomy which is where they cut you from one hole to the other hole to get the baby out and I was stitched back up and even the aperture I don't remember that hurting that much either but by the time I had the aperture I'd been pushing for two hours completely unmedicated so nothing was painful (laughs) so yeah my son came out all fine there was nothing wrong with him they ended up using I think it was to get him out so he had like the few marks on the side of his head From being stuck, but he was fine. They cleaned him up he was a happy healthy little boy and You did did this skin to skin as you always do and Try and put him on the boob But I never ever had any colostrum Never not during my pregnancy not once I had him never So we gave him formula because there was absolutely nothing in me for him to have and he couldn't not have anything. So we gave him a bottle and I wasn't really expecting to be able to breastfeed because my mum couldn't breastfeed, my mum's mum couldn't breastfeed. Breastfeeding wasn't a thing that had happened in my family for many generations. And I did eventually get milk come in when I was two weeks postpartum. I got a gush of milk. Come through but by then my son had been on the bottles for two weeks he hadn't even been near my boob (laughs) at all so i took those pills that the doctor can give you to dry you up and didn't bother me at all then comes my six week postpartum checkup so i had my son's six week checkup six week newborn checkup and my postpartum six week checkup come to find out i had had preeclampsia most of my pregnancy and had no idea. No doctors ever told me. When I had my midwife appointment at forty weeks, no one ever told me until I went to my six week postpartum checkup, and the doctor, my GP, was like, How's your preeclampsia recovery going? And I'm like, How's my watch going? No one's I didn't even know what that was. And she looked at my feet and there was a swelling and like gone down and yeah I had no idea about that and she's like next time you have a baby you need to make sure that they're aware of that because you're going to be higher risk of having it again <laughs> so that was exciting to find out when I was six weeks postpartum and I of course should jump on Dr. Google and find out about it. I'm like me or my son could have died from this especially with how far along I was when I had him so that was a bit of a stab in the back from the Australian medical care system but luckily nothing turned out bad we're all fine and next time I will have better better health care my advice do not hello and welcome back it's been a while I haven't been on here since I did my first podcast but here we are today I'm going to be talking about my labour and delivery story with my son who is almost two years old Coming up at the start of September, here will be two. Absolutely insane how time flies by. My labor and delivery story didn't go how I thought it would go. It was not what I expected at all. To me, it wasn't. From what I remember, wasn't too painful either. But then I've heard that like once you have a baby, you forget about the pain of it all. So let's get into it. On the 3rd of September 2019, I had my 40-week check-up with the, with the midwife at the hospital. And so i should do a backstory on this actually. So we moved over to Brisbane when I was about 26, 25 weeks pregnant and the um like pregnancy system here is a lot different to back in New Zealand New Zealand you have a midwife from like eight weeks onwards and they set you right up until you give birth whereas here in Brisbane you just saw a GP a general practi- practitioner and so I was of course like thrown into that system 26 weeks pregnant I just had the It was like four weekly checkups until about 34 weeks where they just do the Doppler, they check your heart rate, check your, I didn't even check my weight actually. I think all they did was the Doppler and my heart rate. And so they did that every four weeks up until I was about, I think it was around like 34 weeks pregnant. And then they went two weekly until 38 weeks. And you went to see a midwife at the hospital giving birth at from 38 weeks until you give birth but then for me because I didn't start my pregnancy here in Brisbane I didn't actually see any midwife doctor GP nothing between 38 weeks and my 40-week appointment with the midwife they refused to let me change my 40-week appointment any earlier and I ended up going in at 40 weeks and four days pregnant Now keep in mind, I had preeclampsia with this pregnancy and I didn't know about it until I was six weeks postpartum but we'll come back to that. So I went in on the 3rd of September to my 40 week checkout for us 40 weeks and four days and jumped on the scales with the midwife to look at me, to look at at my feet and sent me straight up to my maternity ward. No, didn't tell me why I was being sent straight up, didn't tell me anything like that just go up to the maternity ward and they'll see you there so I had my mum with me and me and mum went up to the maternity ward we got seen still no one told us really what was going on and it's like if we can fit you in today you will be induced today otherwise we'll see you in the morning and we'll induce you and uh, the following morning luckily they got me in that afternoon I was Induced with a servidal induction at 2:30 p.m. on the 3rd of September. The servidal is where they—I um, remember, Riley, its like a little pill that they stick up your edge, and I don't know what happens, but it worked for me. It worked really well. It was wasn't painful. It was yeah, it was an easy induction. My waters broke naturally at around 9:30, 10 o'clock that night. And my mum and my partner were up at the hospital until about nine o'clock and then they gave me a sleeping pill so i could get some sleep that night because obviously the next day it was going to be a long day and they told my mum and my partner to go home get some rest tomorrow's going to be the big day so they left and like half an hour later they gave me the sleeping pill i got up went to the toilet and when i stood up my water's broke and being that i had like I had the urge I did I need to pee so I was getting up to go to the toilet and I stood up and just went I thought it was just that I peed myself <laughs> so I rang the nurses in and I was like I don't know if my water's broke if I just peed myself and they're like nope, your water's broke, the cervical induction thing was on the ground and like okay this is starting now but nothing happened um, went to the toilet, went back to bed I had just leave and pee, so I was knocked out for the night Woke up the next morning with, um, well I had a back labor, but being the first time I'd ever gone through this, I had no idea what that was like, all it felt like to me was that I needed to poop, I'd gotten up like two or three times in an hour or so to what I thought was needing to poop, and my mum pointed out to me, she's like, hey, you feeling okay? I was like, yeah, I just really, really need to take a poop, and nothing was coming out, and she's like, call the nurses, that's back labor. So of course you always listen to your mum, and I called them in, they checked my dilation and I was a 10. Keep in mind they only checked me once from the 2.30pm when I was induced till when they checked me. That was the only time they'd ever checked my dilation and I was already at a 10. Uh, So the only pill that I'd had this far was the uh, sleeping pill. I had uh, that I can remember I didn't have any other medication so they wheeled me off to the uh, labor and delivery room and on the way there I remember asking if I was still able to have the move countries <laughs> when you were halfway pregnant I won't be doing that again but yeah that is my labor and delivery story nothing too overly exciting my son will be too coming up soon, two years postpartum, I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and hopefully it won't be as long before I get around to posting another one, have a great afternoon or night or day wherever you are in the world and I will talk to you later, bye!